Hello, I'm Rod Jans, and you're listening to FuelRadio.com, a show about transformations. Julie Parker is one of Australia's foremost life and business coaches and trainers. With more than a decade's experience inspiring hundreds of clients and thousands of people to create beautiful lives and businesses. The CEO and founder of the beautiful You Coaching Academy, Julie passionately trains and supports heart-centered and gifted people to bring their talents and love of giving into the world as life coaches. Julie is a published author and TEDx speaker. She is the recipient of numerous awards, including the Australia Day Citizenship Award and Business and Professional Women's Woman of Achievement Award. Julie appears regularly in the media, including Today Tonight, A Current Affair, Sunrise and The Morning Show, as well as publications such as Grazia, Clio Cosmopolitan, Fitness and Health, and National Newspapers. She is also the editor-in-chief of Inspired Coach magazine. Julie lives in Melbourne, with her husband, stepdaughter, and two much-loved adopted cats. And I just want to introduce you to the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, because we're going to talk a lot about that in this interview as well. The Beautiful You Coaching Academy provides life coach training and life and business coaching services that aim to inspire you to live your best life. The Beautiful You Coaching Academy is proud to be an approved coach education provider by the International Coach Federation. Hi, Julie. Thanks for joining me on Fuel Radio. Oh, thank you for having me, Rod. It's a pleasure to be here. Julie is uh, in Melbourne, Australia, so we were just discussing the, the time differences. And <laughs> uh, thankfully, we've been able to coordinate this. And I think, Julie, you're a lot more used to trying to figure these things out than, than I am. You must have to do it a fair amount, I would guess. Yeah, I do. You know, online calendars that have built in <laughs> time zone converters really help. Um, and I can certainly tell you before those came out that trying to work things out manually was not always the easiest task, you know, and thinking to yourself, are they in daylight savings? Are they not? You know, it's, it's one of those technical challenges of running an online business, I guess, but the beauty of it is, is so many new tools are coming out all the time to help us with these things, which I'm very grateful for. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good point for our listeners, like, uh, especially if we have coaches listening and stuff like that. Cause I know people are coaching people all over the world these days. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was relatively easy to figure this out because we used your calendar tool and uh, yeah. we, <laughs> I didn't, ha mm -hmm. I didn't have to go online and, and, and try and figure out what time zone you're in and all of that kind of stuff. It was, it was really, relatively painless because of the tool that you're using. Yeah, exactly. And they're so readily available to everyone now with calendars, which I think is really great because I'll be the first person to put up my hand rod and say that sometimes I got the timings wrong. <laughs> you know, you know, when we as people try to do it and you add in the human error factor, I didn't get it wrong all the time, but sometimes it was you know, easy to get wrong because you just have, especially if you were ever planning to chat with somebody well in advance. And often what would happen is that they would either stop observing daylight savings or they would start observing it. And then suddenly the time was just completely out. So that's what can happen. So I'm just really grateful to be able to use tools like that. Good. I want to dive into your business, but just before we do, just tell us a little bit about your family and maybe something that you like to do for fun. 
Oh, what a lovely question to start out with. Not very many people ask me that. So thank you for, thank you for asking. Well, I'm married to my husband, Glenn, and we live in uh, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. And, uh, my stepdaughter, Sinead, she is almost 18, which I have to say really freaks me out. <laughs> um, we are co-parenting her with her mum and, um, she spends uh, a good portion of her time with us as well. And she's in her last year of high school. So that's a really big undertaking for her this year. And we have two very loved and spoilt adopted cats, uh, Cookie and Leo, and they're a significant part of our family. <laughs> what do I love to do for fun? Um, well, lots of things really, but I, I think if I was to just think about the one thing, it would just actually be catching up with friends and family in whatever context, whether that be for um, breakfast or just a coffee or a juice. Um, I'm a, a pretty busy lady that's running a, a, a global online business and uh, my time can be a, a bit stretched sometimes. And so on the weekends when I get to catch up with people that I really love or sometimes during the week on a weeknight, if it's pretty special, then uh, that's really amazing for me. It's probably the thing that I most love to do. Julie is, as I said in the introduction, Julie is the CEO and founder at Beautiful You Coaching Academy. Just give us an overview of what the Beautiful You Coaching Academy does, and then we'll dive into some more specifics and a little bit about your journey on how you started it and how you grew your uh, academy and your and your company. Mm. Well, I... We are a life coaching training school in essence. That's um, what the Beautiful You Coaching Academy does. We have a flagship six-month ICF certified life coaching course and I'm absolutely passionate about that. We have trainees and graduates from all over the world. We're based here in Australia, of course, but we have um, meet-up days, which we call inspiration days uh, all over. We're coming to San Francisco later in the year. We've been to New York, we've been to Bali, we have them here in Australia and we're going to Paris next year to be able to bring wonderful speakers to our trainees and connect in person. But the course itself is done online and then those days are optional for people to be able to attend, built into the cost of the course. But, of course, we understand not everybody's going to be able to come to those locations around the world all the time. And the sort of platform, I suppose, as to how this all started was the short version, Rod, because it's quite a long story, <laughs> is that I came into starting the coaching school after almost 17 years now as a coach. So, I was, while not right at the forefront of the industry, certainly a very early adopter because coaching itself as an industry is not very old. It's just you know, really only just over 20 years old. And so I was sort of right there at the start when not a lot of people really knew what coaching was and really thought it was very kooky and strange and built my business up over those years before starting the academy. And prior to that, I actually came into coaching from a social work counselling and not-for-profit background. So, that was my uh, other career, so to speak, before becoming an entrepreneur and business owner. Yeah. So, take us back to those early days of, of coaching because, I mean, it is becoming more widely 
um, accepted and people are hearing about it all the time. And, but you, you were in on it from the beginning. <laughs> You're almost like a yeah. pioneer. <laughs> Not to <laughs> well, make you feel little, old or anything like that. No, that's okay. Sometimes <laughs> I do say to people that I do feel like a bit of a dinosaur in the coaching industry. You know, sometimes I'll, see somebody say online, you know, I've been coaching for six years and I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. That's really great. But there are actually those of us who have been doing this for, you know, moving on into 20 years, which does make me feel a little bit old. But at the same time, I wear it with a badge of honor. You don't really have much choice, do you? Um, It's just what you have to do. And um, look, Rod, oh, my goodness, the coaching landscape 17 years ago was very, very different to what it is now. For starters, social media was uh, barely in existence. Uh, Facebook existed, but it didn't exist for businesses. There was no such thing as Facebook pages. Twitter was not around, but just about to start. There was no such thing as uh, Instagram or Snapchat or anything of that sort. And I do not, uh, well, of course, there was radio shows. There was not, I believe, internet-based radio shows or podcasts. And so, the landscape was incredibly different. There was also no Skype. Mm. And so, if you were coaching clients, you were either seeing them in person or you were literally um, coaching them over the telephone, uh, certainly not over the internet. So, the landscape of coaching has changed and and just so much in regards to those things. But even in general, in relation to how we work with people, I think it's significantly changed. You know, one of the things that didn't exist back then was uh, niching, as we call it. I know that all of my friends in North America, your pronunciation of that word is niche. And I always like to be able to clarify that because sometimes I've said that word and people haven't known what I've been talking about. Um, so, there was no such thing as a niche as a life coach when you first started back all of those years ago. You were literally expected to be open to coaching anyone between the ages of 18 and 80. You know, having a specialization of some sort was really not something that was around Whereas, of course, now that is not only very much around, it's actually very much recommended. So, it's it's different. Um, it's changed a lot. And I think there have been some amazing changes. I think there's also been some changes I've seen that have maybe not been so much for the better. But, you know, that's what happens in industries. We move forward and, you know, we respond to client demands and needs. And I think also the growing consciousness of the world as well. So, yeah, it's been a ride. That's for sure. Was your your training in university education, was it in counselling and psychology? It was in counselling and social work, actually. Okay. There was a little yeah. little bit of psychology thrown in there. But I chose to specialise and get my degree in social work mostly because I really loved the holistic approach that it had to working with people and yeah, I really enjoyed those early years in in that industry and career. Um, it was certainly a, an amazing training ground for life and working with people. 
I don't want to dwell on this so much. I, I, too much longer. I could ask you tons That's of questions. Okay. No, mm. I could ask you tons of questions about this. I'm fascinated with it. I, I want to get into the coaching academy, but when did you formally start to use the word coach and how did you, you know, when, when, just tell us about the, the real startup days. When did you decide mm. to hang your shingle and say, okay, I'm a coach <laughs> and I'm going to take on coaching clients? Did it happen? Was it a real clear decision or did it just sort of evolve over time? Oh, it was very much a clear decision. Uh, and the story goes that a lovely colleague of mine at the community health center where I was working as a social worker and I'd been there for by that stage eight years doing hardcore street work with young people. And so I was dealing with a lot of really significant life problems, um, suicide, teen pregnancy, prostitution, gang violence, refugees. And I absolutely loved and was passionate about that work until, to be very honest with you, Rod, I started to have thoughts and feelings and experiences of being a little bit burnt out. And it, it just became to the point where, you know, I would get back from having a holiday and then three days later be wondering when my next holiday was. And I really felt quite guilty about that, to tell you the truth, because I loved the young people that I was working with, but I just no longer loved having to deal with such heavy issues and problems all the time. I think they'd just taken their toll on me. And that's, of course, something that's very common and something that happens to a lot of people in those, you know, really uh, significant helping industries. And it just so happened that this colleague, you know, she came to work one day and she said, you know, I saw this thing in the paper, you know, no coaching gets advertised in the paper anymore. <laughs> um, I saw this thing in the paper on the weekend, like an information evening about this new thing called life coaching. And when I read it, your name was the first name that popped up in my head. She said, I'm kind of interested too. Do you want to come along? And she threw in at the end there, there's wine and cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> done. Eh? Wine, done. You know, wine and cheese. It sounds interesting. Let's go. And Really, that was an incredibly pivotal moment in my life because I remember listening to the woman at the front of the room start talking about life coaching and what it was, and I felt it in my body. Um, I had an immediate gut reaction to what she was saying and just thought to myself, that's exactly what I want to do. I'm so passionate about people. I don't want to work in any other way but with people, but I need to be able to find something where the people that I'm working with are functioning at a higher level, still want to achieve wonderful things in their life, still gives me an opportunity to make a difference and really help people but in a whole new way. And that was a real turning point for me. And so I undertook that intensive study over a year, trained to become a coach and just slowly started my business from there. And initially I saw clients after hours and on Saturday mornings when I was still working full time. And slowly I built up my business over time to move down to four days and then part time and then eventually making the leap into full time. And I was very blessed, Rod. I built that business up to be very successful. I had a six-month waiting list at one point in time, which was a lovely problem, but still a problem. 
And I knew that when that happened, I wasn't going to be able to manage that anymore and I needed to find another way to think about how to work with people. And that's slowly where the academy was born and brings us to today. That's the cheat sheet version. (laughs) Great. Thank you for sharing that. And what was the transition like into starting your own academy? When did that idea begin to, uh, to germinate? Well, the idea itself started to germinate about four years ago and really it was in response to the fact that by that stage I was business coaching a lot of coaches. They were essentially my clientele because I'd built up this successful business and I had a lot of people coming to me who were coaches saying, Julie, how have you created this waiting list? You've written a book. You're being invited to speak places. I would really love to be able to work with you so you can guide and teach me with those things and help me to experience my own form of success in that way. And I loved working with coaches. I especially startups. I loved working with them. And that's when, you know, I started to have what initially was really, I thought, a crazy idea of could I start my own coaching school based on the way that I was now coaching people, which was something that I'd honed and worked and developed over many years and was quite different, very different, in fact, to the model that I was originally taught. And it was very steeped in feeling-based goals, desire, um, evolvement of the self, self-empowerment, and I thought, mm, this seems really out there. I don't come from a corporate background. People are not going to take me seriously. I had all of those fear-based thoughts. And so I did what any good coach should do and I saw a coach, <laughs> a really, really great business coach. And she was amazing and she just really encouraged me to play with the idea and be creative with it and not place any pressure on myself. And as soon as she really helped me to give permission to myself to do that, suddenly all of these ideas, including almost the entire curriculum, at least the framework of it, poured out of me in a weekend. Mm. And I knew then that it was something that was just sort of birthing itself through me and that I was more passionate about than maybe I'd ever thought I was. And it started from there and I just emailed my list initially and said, this is what I'm thinking of doing. I have no experience in delivering a course like this, but I want to teach you how I work with people at a really in-depth level. It's a pilot. I'm going to be learning while you're learning with me. And if anybody is interested, I think I'm going to take 12 people to see whether you would like to do this with me. And I was just overwhelmed with the response, more than 60 inquiries Mm. and ended up having more than 50 applications. And eventually I raised that number from 12 to 20. And that pilot group of coaches that went through the first course with me, which started It will be four years ago in January next year. I'm so incredibly grateful for those 
coaches who have now gone on to do so many amazing things. We're still in touch with one another. They're still very precious and important to me and they were huge teachers of mine during that pilot phase. So many things changed about the course because of their loving input and impact and um, I know they had a wonderful experience as well and it's just blossomed and grown from there and we've now trained more than 250 coaches from all over the world and that's growing every year. So I'm, I feel very blessed um, for for that transition and where we are now. What were some of the things that you learned from doing that pilot that, still, that you're still practicing today? Oh, I tried to squeeze in too many things. Yeah. <laughs> and for any coach that is listening out there that is running a group program or an e-course, if there was one big tip that I could share with you is to allow space, allow space in the learning and teachings that you're doing. And so the course, the course is now much more spacious and has much more integration time. I also learned that no matter how much we lean on technology and how much we are so – it can be so amazing and I'm so grateful for the fact that we get to connect with people online in an amazing way all over the world that we never used to be able to before. People still crave in-person connection and so that's why we have that built into the course and we say to people it's not compulsory to come to our two special inspiration days, but we make them available to you if you are one of those people that really wants that in-person connection. And sneakily, Rod, I'm one of those people too. <laughs> and so this gives me an opportunity to connect with them. Yeah. I think the other thing is too is to understand that, you know, everyone comes into a course like this at different starting points and stages but that encouraging everybody to have a beginner's mind is so incredibly powerful and important. And we talk about that extensively at the start of our course and say, it doesn't matter whether you're coming to us and you have never done any coaching or even one-on-one work with people before, or you are actually very experienced and you're doing this course because you just love to be able to learn a new way of working with people, we want to really challenge you to have a beginner's mind and just be open to everything that might be about to unfold. They're probably the three big lessons that come to mind that I'm still using, but there's so many more too. Yeah. I I think it's great that you call it a pilot. Like that gave you, that took some of the pressure off and just said, come Come learn with me. You know, it's, it's yeah. almost like that beta idea. You know, it, it gives you, it, it gives you some forgiveness going into it from your audience. And, and also they, they're probably more apt to participate and give you feedback as well. Oh, absolutely. And you know, for any coach that is listening, undertaking a, something big like that or a new e-course or a group coaching program, I can't recommend having a, a beta group or a pilot enough. You will learn so much by doing that. You'll also get testimonials and social proof. You know, that was one of the things that those pilot girls really gave me before actually seriously launching out into the world. Um, And, yes, we learned together. And I also think that it helps with expectations as well. You know, I was very clear right from the start and said, I've never done this before. That's why it's called a pilot. 
never ever done this before and so you cannot expect something to be completely polished and slick and everything where all the ducks are lined up in a row that's not what this is and if you feel that you'd like that version I understand but you're going to need to wait some time yet but if you want to get in the trenches with me and learn as we go along then Come for the ride. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, get us up to date. What is Beautiful You Coaching Academy doing today? What are, what are your what are your numbers like? What's the process that you practice mm. today? Well, we have three courses that we run every year, and we take um, between sixty and seventy people in each of those. There are some coaching courses around the world that take a lot more people than that, but we actually consider ourselves to be pretty boutique and very, very high touch. We have three trainers in every one of our courses and people get a lot of personalized support and attention and that's exactly the way that we want it to be and want that to continue. And the model is very much uh, about learning how to set feeling-based goals. So, we work from the perspective that we are really trying to be coaches that help our clients achieve lifelong change and not just set goals such as, you know, I want a hot body or I want a hot husband or, you know, I'd like to earn a squillion dollars, but to really help our clients get underneath the the core desired, you know, way of being their feelings, the legacy that they'd like to leave, what their life is really all about and helping them with that. So, we know, for example, that someone might say, I'd like to lose 10 kilos or I'd like to lose 20 pounds. But really, that's not that's what they want on the surface, but it's not really what they want. What they want is the feeling that they think that that weight loss is going to give them. And that could be power, energy, vitality, um, you know, confidence, feeling beautiful. And the way that we teach our coaches is to really hone in with their clients on that feeling. It's like, okay, so you want to feel sexy and energized and beautiful. Well, the weight loss might give you that, but can we also look at other ways that you might be able to bring those feelings to life in your life. Because I think we've all known someone that has lost a lot of weight and thought that their whole life was going to fall into place as a result of that and it didn't happen. And that's because they were chasing a number on a scale rather than the feeling and the way of being that they really wanted. And so that's the core of our work and that's what we do. And we're very, very blessed to sell out so far, every course that we've run over the past four years has sold out and we're very blessed by that and I'm so excited to see coaches joining us from all over the world, Kenya, Luxembourg, um, you know, as well as, of course, the USA, Canada, UK, um, more core countries and it's fantastic and we mostly attract women. Our branding and our way of working is very female orientated. In saying that, we've had a couple of amazing men do our course and do very well. So that's, you know, we always welcome them. And uh, if they feel that, you know, our philosophy resonates. Yeah, that's fantastic. Congratulations on your success. It's so awesome to Thank see. Thank you. Yeah. Thank it you. sounds like, like right out the 
right out of the gate, you had quite a bit of success, but was there any point at which Beautiful You has kind of experienced a, a tipping point or a breakthrough where you just thought, okay, this is really, this is really going to work? Or has it just been kind of like the hockey stick ride right from the beginning, like just taking off uh, from the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Do you know, Rod, I really feel as if we've had that ride right from the beginning. Now, in saying that, I don't want to give the impression that it's been easy. It hasn't been easy. It's involved a lot of hard work. And at one point in time, we were growing so fast that I just didn't know what to do. And we now employ three staff members and have a number of contractors as well. And you know, I'm so grateful to them, my team, for being there and supporting and helping me because this is no longer a solo operation and it hasn't been for a very long time. But the there was some painful months growing up to that point where there was some very long hours, um, not a lot of downtime, quite a bit of stress until I finally realised not only do we need help, but we actually need a lot of help and we need to really explore and, you know, get that done because I should add in there as well that we also have a free magazine that we send out every month called Inspired Coach Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful digital magazine. It's free and that involves a lot of work our end and that's part of the coaching school but it's available to absolutely anybody that wants to subscribe to receive it. And that's our service. That's our giving back to the coaching community Obviously, it's a way for us to grow our mailing list, which is important for all online businesses to focus on, but it's also a way for us to showcase brilliant, amazing, wonderful coaches who are out there doing incredible work and a platform for people to write for us and gain media exposure. And that takes a lot of work as well. And so we needed to get hope help in both of those areas. But really, we've been very blessed right from the start. And I think the reason for that is because, and I'm not necessarily saying this is was anything strategic. I think there's a bit of luck that was involved in this that our philosophy filled a gap in the market. Mm. A lot of people were saying, especially women, that they really, really wanted to be a coach, but that a lot of options out there for them felt very corporate because, of course, coaching has its beginnings in the corporate HR world. It started in the corporate arena and a lot of them were saying, I really want to be a coach, but I haven't quite found that heart-centered, caring philosophy that fits well with me and my life. And I think what happened was that there was a lot more people, especially women, looking for that than even I knew. And that is where we seem to meet uh, a need in the market. And that I think that's one of the reasons why it really took off. There's a couple ways. I'll have a few more questions. There's a couple ways I could ask this question. I love asking the the time machine question. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I think the most helpful way to ask this for our listeners is if you could jump into a time machine back to when you were first starting out as a coach, what advice would you give to yourself? Oh, I'd start a mailing list a lot earlier. That's one of the things I do. I ne- really never realized the power of that mailing list until many, many years into my coaching. And I yeah, that's definitely something that I would do. And also I think 
if I could go back in time, I'd tell myself to trust myself a lot more about the way of coaching and also even my branding and how I wanted to present myself to the world just to really trust and be my authentic self with that. When I first started out, you know, the training I received was very corporate in nature because that was the only thing that was on offer back then. And I really fell into the trap of thinking that for people to take me seriously as a coach, I needed to have branding and a website and presence that was very corporate and very serious and very black and white or navy and beige when in fact, and if anybody looks at our website, what I really wanted was to present a much more soft, caring, feminine uh, brand and side of myself because that's who I am as a woman and as a coach. And I didn't do that to begin with. I really was presenting myself as somebody that I was not and someone that I wasn't comfortable with. And as soon as I made the transition to going, actually, you know what? No, this is not working. I just really want to do this my way. That's when I started to get clients. And I don't believe that that's a coincidence. And one of the things that we teach our coaches and train them with all the time is just be your authentic self. If you're wild and crazy, go for that. If you're more introverted and reserved, own that quiet power, you know, just be who you are and then know that you will attract the right clients towards you. Like most podcasters, I have a, some lightning round questions and uh, mm. you haven't seen oh these questions goodness. before. No, so. <laughs> I was going to say, all oh, this makes me nervous because <laughs> this is, this is really spontaneous because I haven't seen these questions. So anything might be about to come out my mouth. <laughs> How do you define success? Oh, being able to do exactly what I want to do with my time. And what's working for you when it comes to business? Is there something that's really working well lately? Mm, generosity. Mm. Being as generous and giving as I possibly can. It is, it never fails to amaze me how attracting that is in a business, in all businesses. So generosity is huge for me. Like taking time out of your busy schedule to do this interview today. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. But just in so, of course, but this is such a joy and a pleasure. I mean, goodness, I get to talk about my work and, <laughs> you know, really it's me that should thank you for the, you know, the platform and opportunity. And I'm very grateful for that. And generosity is something that just happens in so many different ways. You know, just giving out that magazine, which is so beautiful and we're so proud of for free. Making time for people, uh, you know, in our training groups, I often pop up for spontaneous Facebook chats, you know, for half an hour and sometimes even an hour and say, I'm here, you know, just hit me up with all of your questions. Let's be live. Let's be with each other, you know, just anywhere that I can be generous and we can be generous as a business. We're always looking for ways to do that without, of course, running ourselves into the ground. You've got to have boundaries. You've got to look after yourself. You have to be careful. But being generous, I just think, is such an important thing in business and something that I just highly recommend. If anybody says to me, oh, but this is so big, I think I could charge for it. It's like, yeah, you could. And you absolutely should if that's what feels right. But at the same time, if you develop a reputation for being generous, people will pay you for things anyway. Beautiful. 
And this might be hard for you to choose. I can tell you're a big-hearted person. There's probably lots of things that you care about. But if just for the purposes of this interview, can you pick just one cause that is near and dear to your heart? Mm. Well, the Beautiful You Coaching Academy has a chosen charity, and that charity is Youth Generation Against Poverty or YGAP. And they, we love them so much because they do work all over the world in the space of social entrepreneurship. And so what that means is that they fund local grassroots startup entrepreneurs who are doing things such as meal programs in schools. So they're, they're helping to fund not for profit. Um, enterprises in small local communities all over the world. And that includes schools in Africa, inclu- includes food trucks here in Australia. Um, I know that they're doing um, some funding programs with juvenile detention inmates in different places um, throughout North America. And we love them so much because they're a, a global, for starters, and we're global. So we really wanted to support a charity that was doing um, work all over the world. And also, as well, we love their model of social entrepreneurship. It's about helping local people look for solutions to local problems and issues. And I think that that's just very powerful. You know, over my life, I've had lots of causes I've been passionate about. uh, But at the moment, that's our flagship one and we love supporting their work. As we discussed, things have gone really well for you and your business. But is there a a business mistake that you've made along the way that you've learned an important lesson from and, and what, 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 what is it? I think it's most definitely that one about authenticity and branding, you know, making that mistake initially of presenting myself out in the online world as somebody that I really wasn't. I certainly wasn't lying about who I was. I would never do that. But just the branding was just not really me. And as soon as I just decided to embrace who I really was and start putting myself out there visually in a way that was deeply resonant with everything and who I was, it all changed for the better. So that's my big lesson. Yeah, big mistake and then big win from it. So it was a good thing to turn around. We always get really interesting answers to this next question. Some people say yes and some people say no. And I'm wondering if you believe that a healthy work-life balance is achievable and just provide some thoughts on that. Oh, this seems like such an easy question to say (laughs) yes or no to, but in fact, it's not. It is possible, but I think it needs to be possible within the definition that every individual person gives it. What is a healthy balance there for you could look very different for me and very different to someone else. And that's why I've known coaches that have thrived, for example, on seeing as many as six to eight clients a day. And the thought of that almost makes me want to stay in bed with my head <laughs> under the covers because that's too many yeah, for I'm me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's- too many. <laughs> You know, I found my sweet spot in a day at about four. Mm -hmm. At one point in time, I was working with five or six, but then really four was the maximum I found worked well for me. But I do think it's possible, but I think that we have to not place pressure on ourselves by 
interpreting what that balance means to us under the guise of what everybody else is doing and saying, well, for you to have balance in your life and business, you can't be doing this and you can't be doing that and you must be doing this and you must be doing that. I think that's where we get ourselves into trouble and I think we have to define this for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, I think we can absolutely have that balance. Well, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Tell us again about the magazine. Let's start with the magazine. What's uh, do, what's the link to getting the magazine? Sure. Well, you can just find us online at beautifulyoucoachingacademy.com and it's all there, Rod. So, there's a, a tab right up the top that says free magazine and you just pop your name and email in there. It's called Inspired Coach and uh, yeah, we send it out every month for free and we've had amazing people on the cover and we welcome coaches that are listening out there who'd like to write for us. Um, you know, we just really love it as an opportunity to showcase coaches doing really amazing work. It's for the industry. It's for everybody to just learn from each other and and just showcase the work that coaches are doing and the amazing ways they're impacting their clients in the world. So, anybody that feels called to, you know, have that pop into their inbox every month, just sign up. We'd love to send it to you. And the courses, do they run continuously throughout the year or do you kind of stage them, uh, space them out throughout the year? We space them out. We have courses beginning in February, May and October is our start points every year. And yeah, we're, our courses for this year, um, have already sold out. Our first two are underway. Our final one for the year has sold out. We've got a wait list happening if anyone is very keen. Otherwise, we'll be looking to launch 2017, uh, a bit later in the year. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate the time. This has been some great information. It was fascinating to hear about your journey and and about your company. And again, congratulations on on your success and I wish you continued success. Oh, thank you so much, Rod. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and um, yeah, all the best to you and Fuel Radio. Thanks again to Julie Parker from Beautiful You Coaching Academy for joining us today on FuelRadio.com. If you'd like to find out more about Julie and her programs, go to BeautifulYouCoachingAcademy.com. As she said, there is a coaching magazine that they would like to make available to us. And if you go to BeautifulYouCoachingAcademy.com and click on the free mag tab, you can get a copy of that wonderful magazine. Coming up is Benson Sung and Dan Locke. It will be another coaching case study where we go in-depth and find out about Benson and Dan's coaching relationship. Dan provides mentorship through his exclusive mastermind group. So be sure and tune in for that. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.